Hey there, greetings everyone and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. We have Fred Joel with us today, all the way from Los Angeles, California. Now Fred is a best-selling author, speaker, entrepreneur, and a business advisor. He actually co-founded a very successful dental referral service in the country, 1-800-DENTIST, which over 30 years ago generated over a billion dollars in revenue. Now Fred is what you would call an introvert, a very shy person, and then he found a way to come out of it and be his true self that he is today. So we'll discover how he did it and how anyone can do it. So welcome, Fred. Thank you very much, Rajiv. Excited to talk to your audience about becoming bolder and pivoting to a plan B. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's jump straight in. And, uh, you know, why don't you, in your words, tell us a little bit about yourself and I'll jump into some questions for you. Well, uh, I came out of college and I really didn't know what I was trying to do. And it actually took me eight years to finish college. And I did all sorts of jobs just to make money and to be able to travel a little bit. I was pretty aimless. And then I walked into an ad agency in Los Angeles and I said, wow, I, I think I could really like this. I didn't like being an employee uh, and I didn't like most of the work I was doing. I wasn't a particularly good employee either. Uh, and then I decided I've got to find a way to get into advertising. So the the general manager was a, a friend of a friend of mine. And he said, well, I'm not going to give you a job because you don't know how to write advertising. So go to this night school uh, it, that they were running in L.A. that was taught by creative directors. And you'll learn how to write advertising. So I did that for six months, got the first job I interviewed on, and that sort of turned into the whole next career of my life because I eventually moved out of the ad agency business and started 1-800-DENTIST, started my own business based on advertising. We did radio and television advertising and ran a call center and, uh, and basically invented every aspect of the business and ran that for almost 30 years, finally sold it. Um, and did all sorts of other things along the way. And then now I'm in another pivot point in my life where I really want to take myself outside of advertising and dentistry and really have a greater impact on people's life, which is to teach the superpower of boldness, how you can cultivate it yourself, how you can learn it, uh, expand it and have a tremendous impact on your life. So Lots of twisted turns along the way, but that's been the arc of it. And there's been some some great pivots and some painful learning along the way. That's awesome. So, you know, there was a point in time when you were really, really shy. You know, you were shy to even pick up the phone and make a phone call. Now, from that, you transformed into someone who actually founded a dental referral service, ran it, sold it, and all these other things. So can you take us through the earlier part of your journey? You know, how did you come out of your shell? Well, I, I was painfully shy uh, growing up. I, I couldn't ask a girl out or ask a girl to dance. I couldn't, I couldn't even make like a phone call, like in a business, I couldn't even make a cold call. Uh, somebody actually tried to hire me to do that. And I just, I couldn't do it at all. I couldn't dial one, one time. Uh, and it, 
and I just and I missed a whole bunch of opportunities. I missed relationships. Uh, I missed adventures. I missed jobs uh, because I was too hesitant, uh, and I and I and it made me frustrated and angry because I would see bold people doing all sorts of things, and I just thought, why are they like this? Why why don't they experience rejection the way I do? And and why do they never hesitate? Why do they just jump right in and do stuff? And the more I studied them, the more I realized I, I had to teach myself to do it. So I created a very gradual process of pushing myself into my discomfort zone and figuring out what to do. And I gradually got good at it. I, I did improv comedy. I tried stand-up comedy for a while. I took acting classes uh, and, and generally started to just push myself socially uh, and in business to, to learn how to interact with people and em embrace that feeling of discomfort, all the while building my confidence more and more. And it, it took me a really long time to get to a point where I am now, which is I can I can get on stage for, with five thousand people in the audience and and be completely silly and comical and mess up and nothing bothers me. I'm just relaxed and doing what I want to do. And I realized that this is a, a a tremendous life skill to be bold, and that I could figure out how to teach it to people. So I spent a couple of years crafting a system and then writing the book on how people anyone from wherever they are can build their boldness from as as painfully shy as i was to as bold as they want to be and do it much more quickly they don't have to spend three decades they can spend 90 days and make huge progress and then constantly expand it for the rest of their life so the idea is that it you can learn it because I'm living proof because people that knew me when I was younger almost can't believe where I've gotten to at this point. But it's because it, it, it upset me. It made me angry, made me frustrated. I got tired of missing stuff. Uh, and I realized when I started making bold moves and doing bold things, that that was where the reward was. Uh, that, you know, all the great stuff happened outside of my comfort zone. It always felt nice and safe to be in it. But once I got out there and tried new things, and it's, it's the same thing talking to the, your listeners is you, you may have to make a major leap out of your comfort zone because that's where you're trapped right now. You're trapped in a career that you don't feel is going to go anywhere, but, but you're afraid to leave it because there's risk outside. There's, potential for failure and of course that's that's the game that's what bold people know is failure is just a step up it's just it's full of information on where to go they don't worry about it they don't slow themselves down they don't hesitate they they leap and hope the parachute opens basically so what do you think is at the core of that shyness when you your own experience what was it was it uh, fear of judgment self-doubt what I, I think it was, it was several factors. I, I, uh, they back in my time, they would skip grades for people who were doing really well. So they, I skipped the second grade. 
and I was already fairly young in the first grade. And so I was always younger and smaller than my classmates. And I think that was part of it. They were maturing faster than me. And, and so I felt uncomfortable. I always felt behind. And, I, and that, that really uh, it, it amplified the shyness and hesitation and uh, lack of confidence. And, uh, and my mother was also, by necessity, a really bold person. And so she didn't understand how, how I could feel the way I did. She was like, no, just she said, just go do this. And so she pushed me way out of my comfort zone. And that made me even shyer, right? Because it was too, too much. And that's part of what I teach in the book is you have to control the intensity of your expansion into boldness or, or you'll retreat back too far. And so it was, you know, some people have really bold parents and the kid becomes bold too. Uh, and I think children start kind of that way anyway, and it gets socialized out of them. Um, either they get pushed too hard or they, they have a parent who restricts them too much uh, and, and doesn't build their confidence. I mean, it's so important to, build the confidence of your child but it it takes time it's hard and you know the teen years are very often the hardest time because we're so insecure about everything um but for me my, my high school years were really hard and my early college years were hard and then i gradually very gradually started to build myself out of it uh but i but i do believe it was that that my mom pushed me too hard and i was too young relative to my classmates. And what kind of benefits can someone get from trying to step out of their comfort zone? The benefits are <laughs> endless in my mind. I mean, that's where all the fun and adventure and opportunity comes from. And also where you, you get to really chase your dreams by going to your limits rather than playing it safe and, and waiting for something to come to you. I mean, if, if you're in a career that you don't like and you're waiting for somebody to come to you with a better offer, the odds are really low for that to happen. You have to go out there and say, what would make me happy? Even if I, I, it scares me to try it. And a lot of times knowing what scares you also tells you what you want to do. If, if people say, I'm terrified of public speaking, a lot of times that means they'd love to be able to do it, but they're afraid they're going to fail at it. They're going to be bad at it. And guess what? You will be. I was terrible at it when I started. Uh, that's what things like Toastmaster and those organizations, of course, teach you how to get better by not being good at all at the beginning. Um, and so if you're going to start a new career, you may have to reboot. You may have to lower your income, spend a lot more time educating and relearn something else. But then you're moving up higher uh, and happier. But the, but the big thing is you don't miss opportunities. You don't have a life of regrets. You step up when you need to step up and you ought to step up. You speak up when you ought to speak up. And you act when you ought to act. And it, you know, it could be something as serious as uh, asking for a promotion 
or quitting your job or asking for a divorce or or having to give a eulogy for a parent. Uh, you know, I know so many people who say, oh, I, I, I could never speak at, at, a, at a funeral because I, I don't like I hate public speaking. I was like, you're never going to get another chance to eulogize your parent or your best friend. You, it doesn't matter how good you are at it. You have to get up there and do it. And so having having built your boldness muscle, which is what my book is about, is, is all of these exercises to build that muscle for when you need it, when it's important that you don't hesitate, you don't miss an opportunity. You're not afraid to walk across the room and introduce yourself to that person and have a regular conversation, a, 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 a normal human interaction. Uh, this, this is a life skill that you're going to need if you want to take yourself out of your comfort zone, your little safe place and, and where you're watching the decades click by and have a fulfilling, satisfying life. And it's fulfilling with relationships. It's fulfilling with work. It's fulfilling with fun. The, um, Shy people miss all sorts of fun because they go, ah, I don't know if I want to do that. I like, and, and bold people, they'll jump on the dance floor with no skills at all. And, and everybody's looking at them going like, wow, that guy can't dance at all, but look at him go. And what's he doing? He's having a good time. And everybody's entertained by his commitment to his non-dancing performance. <laughs> so that's that to me is the is the gift of this life skill uh, is it is it works everywhere in your life and it and you can call on it when it matters most. So you know, so basically, there's, there's a lot of positive effects that it could have on your life. It could. Uh, it's not just about fun. It can make you more financially successful. It can help you relax and so on. But you know the journey of from being an introvert to uh, not so introvert, if not a total extrovert. That journey. What are some of the low points from your own experiences? What What are some of the things that you faced and had to overcome before you could embrace this new personality of yours? What happens is is you. And the more you put yourself out there, the more rejection is going to come at you. And you have to learn rationally to reject rejection. And it's a, it's a, sometimes it can be a slow and painful process to realize that this rejection is not necessarily about you. Because you, you don't know everything about that other person that's rejecting you. And it could be as simple as you go to introduce yourself to somebody and they go like, I'm, I'm not interested in talking right now. You, you don't have to take that on. We, shy people take it on. It's like, we, oh, we take it personally. Oh, I must not be worthy. This is a giant message we try to give ourselves. I'm not worthy of this. I don't belong here. I, you know, they're not interested in me. You don't know if this is the worst day of their life or their blood sugar is low or whatever's happening to them. You don't know if the last person that they talked to was such a jerk that they're not interested in talking to anybody for a while. So, the 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 transition is when you stop taking it on when you stop buying into your interpretation of their judgment of you and just move on just let it go 
Uh, and, you know, salespeople who do cold calling are great at this. They know they're going to make 100 phone calls. 90 people are going to hang up on them or curse them out or something like that. And they know that that's going to happen. So all it means is they're just going to dial again because they're getting closer to finding a sale. Whereas somebody like me, when I was doing it, it was like I, somebody hung up on me. I can't do this. Right. It's a, just a, a completely different reaction because I somehow decided to take it personal, not personal. And the, the hard thing to do is to let go of other people's opinions about you because uh, we all, we, we care about it. We want to fit in, but fitting in prevents you from really chasing your dreams. People who pursue success and uh, fulfillment are always, they're pushing their way through the crowd. They're trying things. They're trying new things. They're failing publicly very often, but all they're doing is absorbing that information and saying, okay, what, what can I learn from this? How can I get better? Instead of saying, I need to stop, you know, that hurt too much. Uh, it's, it's like embracing not being good at something till you get to the point where you go, this is just the process. I'm tripping and falling till I, till I can walk and run. And it, that applies to everything you want to do. And you, you get to that point where the mindset that you develop is that you belong everywhere. Wherever you are, you belong there, belong there and you radiate that. And it doesn't matter if you, you know, it looks like you don't fit in or something like that. You could say, look, I'm in a room full of billionaires. How, who am I to be in here with him? Bold person goes, I belong here. They're just people. I'm going to talk to them and I'm going to have a normal conversation with them. Um, and when you can get to that mindset that wherever you are, you belong there because you're deciding that you do, people respond to that. And they, they respond to your confidence. Confidence is something that radiates. When you have boldness and confidence, what charisma is, is people just perceiving that you are comfortable wherever you are and comfortable interacting with whoever. You never have that. You don't let anxiety and nervousness take over to the point where you're in freeze mode or you want to run. Uh, and so there's, there's stumbling blocks along the way. The way I design the exercises is they move you up really, really gradually so that you're constantly pushing yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone. You're controlling the dosage, the intensity of the experience, just like you would with exercise. If you were trying to get in shape, you wouldn't start bench pressing 300 pounds. You would start with the heaviest weight you could do five or 10 reps with. This is the same concept. You're building your boldness muscle with my exercises so that you just get stronger and stronger and stronger till eventually go, wow, I can just walk up to anybody. Uh, and I'll think of something to say, and then we'll have a normal conversation. Or I can prepare myself and go in and talk to my boss and ask for a raise or ask for a department or tell them I'm quitting <laughs> because I decided to start my own business or I decided that, that I need a better career. Uh, you will, you'll be able to call on that because you'll have the, the, the toned boldness muscle to do it with. So it's, it's a lot to do with giving yourself the permission to do what you wanted 
to think the way you want to then depending on an outsider to permit you. Um, what's, what's a good place for people to find the book? Uh, it's on Amazon because I'm self-published. You won't find it in bookstores, but you can buy the hardcover and the audible version and the Kindle version all on Amazon. And uh, if you buy the digital versions, you can go to my website, fredjoyle.com and download the exercises so that you'll have a PDF, you'll have a printable version because you want a physical copy of the exercises to work with. Um, so, so I've made it there for when you're listening to it on Audible or you're reading a Kindle version because uh, I, I want you to have that. Obviously, they're in the, they're in the books too. But, uh, and you can also download the first chapter of the book uh, at fredjoyle.com. Super so, bold, right? That's an yeah, so the, so the book is Super Bold, B-O-L-D. A lot of people go, you wrote a book about the Super Bowl? No, no, Super <laughs> Bold with a D, bold. Uh, you know, from underconfident to charismatic in 90 days. That's the journey that you can take because one of the keys is you're going to work on it every day. You're going to make some bold move every day to build that muscle. And that's what aggregates. And then you'll do it the rest of your life. You'll be talking to people in elevators. You'll be meeting people in line at coffee shops. And then you'll, you'll see somebody famous that you want to meet and you'll walk right up to them and have a, a regular conversation. And that's, that's what you want. And then there'll be situations where you'll be called upon. Your boss will say, I want you to present to this new client. And you, you don't go, oh, I'm not really good in front of people. You go, give me that. Give me that presentation. I'm going to nail this. Um, and or you could be going out and raising money for your own business. You want to be able to project a tremendous amount of confidence. So this is, this is a, a life skill that you can develop. And it will serve you all of your days. You also have another website called Go Ask Fred. What's that about? That's uh, for the dental industry uh, where I worked. That's, that's where I put a bunch of content for how they can effectively market their practices. So because uh, I've written two books for dental practice marketing as well. So Super Bold is my first venture outside of the dental industry because most of my life has been spent in advertising and marketing in the dental world. So, but uh, when I, you know, I did a lecture on this, on super, on super boldness uh, several years ago to a group of high school students. And they were all like, yeah, that sounds great, but how, how do we learn how to do it? Uh, and so I, I had to break it down. And I, and I, and of course I made the commitment on stage. It's like, all right, fine. I'll write the book for you guys. Um, and then I had to finish it. You know, that's the, that's the trick. Make a public commitment and you're stuck, right? <laughs> so uh, that's so I'm I much as I've enjoyed the dental industry and it's been really great for me. My goal now is to make it so nobody uh, misses an opportunity and, and lives a life of regrets because they have the, the ability to build their confidence and boldness and have a fulfilling and satisfying life. Awesome. So Fred, what, what are some of the other services that you're providing as a part of your consulting practice? So I will uh, coach uh, CEOs right now because the, the, I have 30 years of running a business uh, and, you know, making multi-million dollar mistakes along the way. And so 
I'll coach them on their strengths and weaknesses and on their strategies. And uh, so I have three or four of those CEOs that I consult with. I also consult with uh, groups of dentists, like very successful groups of dentists. I coach them on on business mindset and leadership. And I'm doing keynotes on Super Bowl. So for any type of business, I'll go in. So it could be a group of salespeople. It could be a group of parents. It could be, uh, you know, it could be high school or college students. I'm going in and doing the, the boldness lecture for them. So that's where my time and energy is going. And I have a newsletter that comes out every two weeks talking about different exercises you can try and stories people have told me about things they've tried that they've learned uh, along the way. And so that's, you know, if you go to my website, you'll see all of that stuff. And I'll even do, if you're, if you're an individual who has like, like a really challenging situation, you say, look, I'm painfully shy and I can't figure out a way out of it book a half hour consultation with me. I'll, I'll talk you through it and get you started and then get you so that you're ready to jump into the book and do the exercises. Uh, I don't know how long I'll do that once I could get inundated at a certain point, but right now I'm doing it for anybody who wants to book a half an hour with me. So that's on fredjoyle.com as well. That's pretty awesome. Well, Fred, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your story. Very inspiring. And I'm glad you wrote the book. You know, your 30-year journey uh, whittled down to a 90-day framework for someone who wants to get from point zero to being a Super Bowl person. Before I let you go, one takeaway for the listeners, anything that you'd like to share? Yes. What bold people understand is that 99% of the time, nothing bad happens. We're really good at thinking of the worst case scenario, or I'll be embarrassed or humiliated, or I will fail at it. When you let that go, now you're behaving with boldness. A bold person says, whatever happens, I'm going to work with. I'm going to jump in, see what happens, and roll with it. And 99% of the time, nothing bad happens. But we're really good at, at imagining the bad thing that could happen. And that's what makes us hesitate. In essence, hesitation is the opportunity killer. If I had to sum it up simply, that's it. Hesitation kills opportunities. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Fred. Thank you for sharing your story and uh, look forward to reading your book, Super Bowl. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Reggie.